Hey, Glow Up Gang. Glow Radio here. Today we have our amazing guest, Nancy Ruth Dean. If you don't know who she is, she is a breakup coach up here in Vancouver, Canada. She's been featured in Bustle multiple, multiple times, multiple times, and also interviewed on CKNW Radio. After many candid matchmaking interviews with clients, she learned that most women hadn't sought out any kind of support for their breakups outside of their friends and family. So with the cost of therapy and life coaching being notoriously high, Nancy wanted to create a personalized coaching program that would support women during this tough time. We welcome Nancy Ruth Dean. Woohoo! Woo! Glow Radio is a podcast for sassy entrepreneurs who are in the process of quitting their much hated day job to work for themselves full time. You can expect weekly conversations with unapologetic creatives, business owners, and influencers. We discuss tips on how to reach your goals, manage your time, and keep your sanity while being a major boss babe. We are Jacqueline and Clara, your favorite hype women who will cheer you on and push you to create the life that you want. We're business strategists, career and life mentors, and wellness advocates. Hit that subscribe button and follow us on IG at Glow Radio Co. Stay sassy, babes! Before we dive into this episode, we want to thank Red Earth Beauty for partnering with us. Red Earth is a beauty company with Australian roots. They embody raw beauty and confidence with a bit of attitude, something we can definitely get behind. We love that their products are rich with antioxidants and made with natural ingredients. If you want to upgrade your routine with fun and uncomplicated beauty products, use code XOGLOWUP for 20% off your first order at redearth.com. So welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you became a breakup coach? Yeah, so uh, I'm Nancy, and I used to work in professional matchmaking. Uh, Cue all the girls like, oh my gosh, you're a matchmaker? It was, working in matchmaking was a really unique role for me just because, you know, I'm still in my 20s. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, like how good I was. Uh, I Most of my experience was being able to interview people in the most candid way possible. Um, and through that, I just kind of learned that most people were not over their ex. Um, And they were like dating before they were over their ex. And it was not just one thing um, that prevented them from getting over their ex. It was like this whole new age technology craze doing it. So after all these interviews, I started to like realize that most people I think needed help and they weren't getting it. Um, And then I just, you know, when I decided to quit my job, I... I was figuring out what I wanted to do and I went through my own breakup and so here I am. Did you look for other breakup coaches before you started or were you just like, I'm just going to do it. I don't care how many are out there or. So I was informally 
breakup coaching before I became a breakup coach and I didn't know it. Um, and I, I remember just so many instances where I had women, you know, reach out to me and say, Nancy, like you're a professional matchmaker. Can you like talk to my girlfriend? She went through a bad breakup. She doesn't want to date right now. Like, could you just talk to her? Mm -hmm. Um, and I started to realize that people were just like, um, using me as a resource for their dating lives that, um, really just stemmed from more so like a breakup than like how to be a better dater. Uh, Even though matchmaking is all about dating, Mm -hmm. it's like people were using me as a resource to help talk through some of their issues with, uh, their breakups. So that's really like how it started was I was already doing it informally. Wow. So what is your process like when you're coaching someone through a breakup? Um, The first thing that I do is I just want to get a really good sense of where somebody is in their breakup um, because I'm pretty much coaching people, whether it's like a regular breakup or a divorce. And like, I just recently coached a woman who has had a marriage for 30 plus years and now she's getting divorced. Um, So I'm really reaching out to people in very unique times in their lives. So I firstly just take time to get to know who they are, where they're at, and what they're struggling with most. Um, And I let them talk to me about where they're struggling most. And most of the people, too, that I chat with, they have already made a conscious decision that personal development is important to them. So by the time we're talking, they're already coming to the table with a lot of knowledge about their breakup. And then I get the opportunity to assess maybe some of those blind spots. Um, Yeah, so the process is really just listening to them talk about their breakup, um, find out more about who they are and what they're struggling with. And then I can kind of take it from there and see what, what we can do with what they're working with right now. Awesome. That's very interesting. So I guess it's very personalized too. like each person that you coach is kind of different steps that you take. Definitely. Um, you know, I've got my key resources. I, if, if people, um, if the people that I'm coaching have done a lot of personal development, but they haven't necessarily read some of the key books that I've read that I've recommended that have changed lives, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and kind of start at a base level. Right. Um, but I let the women again, I help, they guide me in where they want to go because not only is my process, like I'm always consistently the same person, but I'm dealing, uh, with these amazing women who may not be as vulnerable as they want, or this might be the first time that they're doing anything like this, any form of coaching. So I really want to be sensitive to that as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you have the top three tips a woman must know while they're going through a breakup? Um, well, this is a really funny one because I've got a bunch of tips. Like, first, I just want to preface with the fact that we read so much on Google and 
Google often will tell us what we quote unquote need to do to get over a breakup. But Dr. Google or life coach <laughs> does not actually tell us, you know, how we go about doing things. And so in my coaching, like I want to really stress the hows, right? Because most people coming to me already intuitively know what to do. It's the how, but if, so if you ask me like, what are my, you know, top three tips? Um, I will say that the first one is, you know, making your own closure. Um, you know, it, during a breakup, we can get really, really obsessive and that's a normal, healthy part of breakups is re really trying to understand what happened and going through every single detail. Um, it then can get to a point where we're kind of demanding like closure from the other person and we realize like okay the other person can't give me closure because we'll say statements like oh my gosh if you know if he would just say xyz then I would feel so much better or I'd be able to move on then um so knowing that closure is something that you actually decide for yourself can actually save you a lot of months and years of anxiety and stress around your breakup. Mm -hmm. um, the second tip I would say, gosh, um, I would say, you know, paying, it's weird because like we really want our best friends to listen to us when we're going through a breakup. But it's so important too to also recognize that your best friend like they actually have a life and are going through their own things too um so making sure that you like spread out some of that that energy that you have towards um talking about your ex you don't want to go to happy hour and obsessively talk about your ex with your friends because they're going to end up breaking up with you yeah <laughs> that's so a true. good one and it's hard too because breakups will last months and years like that phase yeah. and and your friends they already want to be there for you but the key is to also really appreciate that they don't always want to talk about your ex um and to kind of so then I just say like you know seek out mentors you know hire a life coach hire a breakup coach hire somebody that like professionally does it so that you can be able to talk in like a, a safe comfortable environment with a good amount of time and they don't feel like they've got to take all the weight on like a best friend might have to yeah which is also why I like became a breakup coach because I saw how important it is to um have enough outlets uh, that can support you without feeling like you're talking to your best friend and she's looking on her phone or she only has five minutes or you're burdening her and she doesn't have the skill set to even deal with breakups um, and then, so my third tip is, uh, you know, just realizing that even though sometimes people in life can, you can come across somebody and they might really quickly say, oh, it's okay. Like you'll get over it soon, or it just takes time. And they just give you really generic advice. Um, my third piece of advice I think is to just know that breakups actually are one of the hardest experiences we go through in life um and to like let yourself feel that pain and mm. that process 
Um, I've seen it where a lot of women, they don't actually, they just want to like get over it and um, they just subtly like devalue their anxieties and stress that come with breakups. But when you start just letting yourself, you know, feel like you're having a crappy day, just say, you know what, I'm having a crappy day. I'm going through a breakup and breakups are one of the hardest life events we go through. So you know what, it's okay to cry. Instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not put together. Oh my gosh, I'm such a mess at work or everything is falling apart. And then they stress and then they just want to like um, get themselves organized again. But yeah, you have to unfortunately feel into it. So that's my third piece. It's just like allowing yourself to feel what you feel. That was really good. I, know. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know, like even though I'm not going through a breakup right now, that was like really helpful. I know. I was just like, would you say a lot of your clients are like dump dumpers or dumpies like do you does it matter or um that's actually such a good question and for me it seems to be you know when the women are coming to me they're sharing their side and it's it's kind of like I've never actually directly asked who dumped who Mm -hmm. I do know that it can be like you know I left him on this day but breakups at the end of the day I think it takes two to tango always yeah yeah I've had many conversations where somebody either was too nervous to break up with somebody and they knew it was coming um and so they waited for the other person to break up with them okay so so even like just I know there's a lot of ego when it's like oh my gosh they had the audacity to break up with me (laughs) (laughs) but like breakups it's like it's it takes two to tango so you know some people can be quite blindsided by breakups but at the same time you know it can hurt just as bad there just might be some more ego involved if you were the one getting dumped so yeah yeah Uh, but most of these people are in long-term relationships and so by that point it's not it's almost like not a question of who dumped who do you find that there's any similarities in your clients, like in terms of how they feel or act after a breakup? Um, I would say one of the things that I've definitely observed is this desire to, and I don't think this is exclusive to women or my clients, but it is. <laughs> yeah, bless you. <laughs> it is this. Ew, I'm so sorry. Okay. This allergies coming on yes, you, too. Yeah. It is the season. It is the season. Um, I just, you know, wanting to put all the pieces back together is something like just playing like investigator of the breakup. So in both men and women, it you you get into a, the first stage is like I need to know everything stage that I just talked about a few minutes ago. Um, and so, like I said, the women that actually gravitate towards me um, are the ones who are into personal development like they've read the books they want to talk to me about the books they've read what they found um, and they want to gather more information and talk to somebody that's been in the field of dating for you know four years now um, in my case at least and wanting to just like really explore like they have that curiosity um, that intrigue and a desire to actually have the life that they want, but they're looking for ways to actually achieve that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. That's very interesting. Yeah. Do you have any male clients or is it just mainly women? No. So I actually, in my professional matchmaking career, uh, most of my clients were men. Um, most of them over 40. And I kind of decided, especially with, you know, going through my own breakup as a woman, as a millennial, um, and knowing that my resources were a little bit limited, especially, you know, as somebody building my career, I actually wanted to target women who were just like me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I would let go of, you know, coaching men and women, let's face it, they much rather be coached. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, millennial women are, they are, they're really thirsty. They're really curious. They work really hard. And it's hard having a relationship as a millennial these days, because I think environmental factors are definitely real for us, like yeah. stay at work longer. And so I want to make sure that I play on like the millennial woman's team and make sure that I'm still like creating a healthy relationship dynamics with millennial women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of the challenges that you face as a breakup coach? One of the things that stands out for me is if I had it my way, they would record a five hour autobiography even before they walk in the door. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that I already have their perspective, right? Because as part is, it's not even just breakup coaching, coaching in general, you know, it is about asking the right questions in a timely manner. um, And the get to know you process uh, is really important. Um, You know, achieving that in one hour, like that takes time. That's why a lot of coaches and therapists, it takes a year or more to develop that relationship. So, you know, when people want to hire me for just one session, then, you know, we got to make it the best session of all time. And I've created affordable options for women to choose between like one, three and six session packages. Mm -hmm. Um, So ideally, if I had it my way, I'd work with women all six sessions. So yeah, the biggest challenge for me is just being able to have all their information ready so we can start building on that. Mm. Do you ever get like your clients to send you or something or fill out a form? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Before like having their session with you? Um, I don't get, and I don't get them to fill out a form. And I say that because I don't really want to prime women with, like the expectations that I might have. Um, And I say that because, again, I talked a little bit about the sensitivity around breakup coaching. And if I were to have them like fill out a form and, you know, do all this before a session, they might get intimidated. Mm. Um, But I have actually, because I do run um, a meetup group, I do have women fill out a select few questions just to see where they're at. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And what I have discovered is, you know, during a breakup, your confidence and self-esteem get really affected. And I've found that through the women that join my meetup and they fill out this specific form. So that I found to be like very, very interesting. Their career, I specifically ask like, what's your career confidence versus what's your dating confidence? And their career confidence is at least twice as high the number as 
their dating confidence. So that was really interesting. So in those meetups, they kind of get to meet each other and then like talk amongst themselves as a group. Yeah. So I take definitely a little bit more of a backseat on, um, during my meetup sessions. And what I want to do, um, is create community beyond the sessions that I conduct because I think women can create really amazing things when they get together in a room. Um, and being able to, I mean, I think, especially with breakups, you can feel super lonely. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of support. You can still feel extremely lonely. So when I get women in the room and I've had, I try and keep it small. So I've had maximum like eight women in a room together, um, sharing their stories, empathizing with each other, um, It just, it literally motivates women and encourages them to keep going. Um, So I find that to be an amazing option, Um, just creating community, having women listen to each other, get the support and feel motivated to keep going. Um, Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Like whenever me and Jacqueline are like, we're with other people and we're just egging each other on like, yes, girl. (laughs) Suddenly we're just like, we can achieve anything. Yeah. I just feel empowered (laughs) when you're around like other people are going through something similar. I started reading on coaching, get getting private coaching and realizing like there are certain times where you can give advice. Breakups, unfortunately, not really one of those areas. Mm. Yeah, it's really good to know. Yeah. Like we need to practice that more in life. Right? I Not just to. even for breakups. Like I feel like sometimes when friends are going through issues, they just want you to listen. That yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like even something simple. So I read this book called The Coaching Habit. Um brilliant, really good book, really funny. It's where I got the advice monster uh expression from. Um and it literally teaches you just in that moment where you're like so close to giving advice what you need to do instead oh no (laughs) (laughs) it's like somebody asks you and you know you know it would be easier if you just gave them the key gave them the key to like what it what the problem is here's the solution like teaching you how to replace your desire to give them a solution with um you know, asking them another question. Ah. Because I, if I were to say to you, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Like, why do I keep, why, why do I keep texting him at 2 a.m.? I need to stop. And I go and I'm like, yeah, you need to stop. Like, you need to do the 30 day no contact rule. (laughs) (laughs) And then your best friend's like, yeah, I know. I would do that if I could, but I can't. Mm. And you're like, you need to be stronger that, than that. Stop being so weak. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. then you're like, help. Yeah. It just, it, it makes it so much worse. Yeah. But you can't help yourself because if you're not trained in how to ask good questions or train yourself to not get triggered by your best friend, you're, you know, it's going to be a little bit tough. That's <laughs> what would you say is a good question then to counter that? The best one that I have is, um, you know, uh, I would say if you just say like, you know, tell me more about that. Or somebody says, you know, I'm just feeling really sad. Um, you know, I'm just, 
I'm sad. Like I walked past the coffee shop we always used to go to. And you just say like, okay, like what else are you feeling? Ooh, okay. I like that. Just like simple questions. Yeah. Like literally simple and game changing. Right. And then she's like, well, you know, I also like, I don't know. I, I think I feel lonely too. Like, I think I'm just lonely. Like, I feel like I've just been working really hard and trying to get over him. And I don't know. I feel like I'm just, like, lonely and sad. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, like, I totally get that. And then you just throw in another question. And you're you're like, okay, like, so when you went past the coffee shop, like, what else happened? Ooh. And then you're like, I love that. Right? Like. And your best friend has, her subconscious is like, I love you. Thank you so much for being there. And mm-hmm. her conscious is like, oh, finally, like, I have a place to talk about this. What we need to really notice as a best friend, caring for our best friend going through a breakup, is that we're going to want to give advice constantly because mm-hmm. we think that our best friends are coming to us because we have good advice. Like, on a really subconscious and somewhat conscious level, we're like, yeah, I give great advice. (laughs) If you're enjoying this episode so far, please comment, glow up on YouTube, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars or we will find you. We will! It's like, a lot of guys think they're, like, experts at sex. (laughs) Yeah. Women are the same. They're like, nah, I've got great advice for you. (laughs) I actually used it a month ago, honestly. My, like, sister was going through a breakup, and I was that advice monster. Just like, fuck it, guys. You can do this. Like, you don't need men or whatever. (laughs) Oh, so many regrets right now. (laughs) Okay, we have tools moving forward. No, I think, like, I, to be honest with you, like, you as best friends or sisters, family members, like, or even colleagues, like, kudos to you for being in front of that person who's disclosing like I'm so upset or I can't, this just happened to me because it literally they're saying to you subconsciously I trust you and this is why I'm telling you this yeah. and so yeah. like feel good that people come to you and like want to talk to you about those issues because that's actually a real gift um and then the other part is just like knowing that that you have to hold your tongue sometimes Mm. and we're not all good at it like I'm certainly not today like somebody will ask me one question and they'll literally be like Nancy can I get your advice on something and I'll literally (laughs) all over that (laughs) and I just overwhelm them completely Uh, oops it happens okay I have a few questions here that are more like business related now so like as a coach what is your business model like um so I mentioned earlier I coach people on um on a one three and six session basis Mm -hmm. um because again I wanted to create uh you know an add-on or alternative to like expensive life coaching expensive therapy Again, if, you know, you feel that you need therapy or that's something that I think that you might need, I will definitely, you know, say you may want to consider that as an option. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wanted to create an option for women that could be affordable. So Mm. I want to keep it simple. I want to keep it short term. And I want it to be effective so that you can actually move on with your life. So 
the model is really just like one-on-one coaching and um, doing it through Skype. So you can be in the privacy of your own home. You still get that personalization, that face-to-face and the comfort. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another question was, um, what was the transition process like for you? Like you quit the dating, the the matchmaking. matchmaking. So you quit it and then you just went straight to starting your business or did you have to kind of work part-time while you started your business or how did that work out for you? So I love this question because starting a, I mean, for me, I'm I'm not going to speak for everybody, but there's so much what we think is like brand identity that goes into starting your own business, um, especially if you are the face of your own brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I knew that I, I knew that I needed to stop working in matchmaking just because it's really started to clash a little bit with my beliefs. Mm. And this is my personal beliefs. Like I'm still really good friends with people in the matchmaking world. And I really believe that they have a gift for it. Um, so this is me personally speaking. Um, I knew that I needed to stop matchmaking and the role that I was already taking on was entrepreneurial in and of itself. You know, not a lot of matchmakers exist and, uh, I did a lot of networking. So I, I could see every function of the business pretty much. And I knew that I had it in me to start my own business. Mm -hmm. Um, With that said, when I cut the cord, and that wasn't an easy thing because you are dabbling into the world of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, having that courage and belief in yourself, that's something that you will literally need to nourish every single day. Um, And I think we all secretly have the capability to start our own business if we take the right, like, mindset approach which I love what you guys do because you guys talk about mindset all the time and entrepreneurship and that's mm-hmm. such an important that is such the biggest part of entrepreneurship really um I'm just gonna move this <laughs> <laughs> um so when I quit I knew I wanted to like start a blog and start writing and just like sharing my how-tos versus my here's what you need to do Um, and I had so many people who were on my side and they said, you know, Nancy, like you should be a dating coach. And I said, like, I feel like I was informally date coaching and I don't love that title. So when I ended things, when I ended things with him, (laughs) when I, I, um, left my last job, it took me four months to feel really good about what I was going to do. So every day I was literally reinventing myself and I gave myself um, a lot of time to save. And so I did like commercials and some modeling um, and I saved the money that I got from commission and I put it into an account. So um, I was saving for a rainy day and I didn't know what the rainy day would be. It turns out that it was a very sunny day I was saving for. <laughs> um, so I did that. And I, cause I do think like millennials, you know, they're always working on their side hustle. They could really benefit from one if your job, you know, doesn't offer you the life that you want. Um, So that's what I was doing. 
And so that gave me some flexibility to figure out what I actually wanted to do. And then I just re like when I, I downloaded some apps like on relationships and breakups. And then when I saw the title, like breakup coach, I just, you, there are those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> that is me. Like that mm -hmm. is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I just felt so good about that. Mm. And I realized like, that's actually something that I can do. It's something I've actually been doing. I just never put that title on me. Mm. And then really being able to own that title because sometimes your title will make you think you're niching too much. And for me, I'm not niching. Everybody goes through a breakup. Yeah. And, um, I just felt so satisfied with that. So, you know, it was kind of quitting my job, uh, figuring out from like day one of quitting my job, what I wanted to do. And then giving myself time and having that cushion of you know that financial cushion to explore that and then become a breakup coach and you know start coaching women awesome yeah so like as an entrepreneur do you ever go through times of self-doubt and like if you do how do you deal with that okay so this is a really good question because self I mean humans are designed to see flaws it's so literally what we're so good at. And I would say, yes, of course, I go through moments of self-doubt, but I also realize that there's so many good resources out there to help us remind ourselves that, you know, if we're feeling a lot of self-doubt, um, that's okay, right? Um, going through like imposter syndrome is super popular and, you know, everybody thinks they need to be an expert and especially women think that they need to be experts before they can even start doing something. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's really unfair in general. So sometimes when I am feeling that I, I say to myself, like, okay, cool. I'm feeling that like, that's normal because I actually do want to make a difference in the world. And I really just, I want to try something out and I, I want to really do this. And if, imposter syndrome is part of that cool because I wasn't getting imposter syndrome when I was working for somebody else and somebody else is cutting my paycheck mm -hmm. okay. so I just started creating or reframing the relationship that I had um the more overwhelmed I got the more I actually believed I was progressing the more I was right like just flipping the script like yes I'm overwhelmed well I'm overwhelmed because I tried to learn Facebook ads um look at these YouTube tutorials and um you know I talked to three people today who gave me more insight on what I wanted to learn like what's the other person doing uh they're not like they're not overwhelmed at all they mm -hmm. already got their tasks to do when they were working their nine to five Mm -hmm. yeah so I like create again it's just like it's just like if I'm feeling a negative emotion or what I perceive as negative like overwhelm I like give myself permission to to feel into being overwhelmed like I'm overwhelmed today and then I realize like yeah actually you know what I did a shitload so mm. that's normal yeah. um and then if I have to I like literally just take a full-on break 
I'm really bad at taking breaks, but when I'm overwhelmed, I do that. Yeah. And then everything flows back normally. I don't miss any time. Like I just get back on the horse tomorrow or hours later and I maintain my productivity. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That is so helpful, especially just changing the language that you yeah. speak to yourself. The other day I read it, it was like, instead of like, I have to do something, you say, I get to do something. Yeah. And it's like, instantly, you're just like, oh, it's so much different. <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I tell my mom that all the time. She's very much a I have to slave. Mm. And I think we all are guilty of it. I definitely was. Um, and I still can t- I still catch myself. But that is like a huge line that I've used because literally like, oh my gosh, my necklace just fell. You do. You, you get to choose like the life that you want to live. Um, and that's like a privilege. There are lots of societies in the world where they don't get that privilege and even if you look at the things that you quote unquote have to do like those are always gifts no matter how you slice it like Mm -hmm. I have to go to the grocery store it's like oh you have to go to the grocery store and feed your body nutritious food (laughs) yeah so rough or you know like I have to to watch this tutorial on how to drive Facebook ads. It's like you get to because you get to bless people with like your gift in life using Facebook ads. Like, yeah, Yeah. dope. Yeah, (laughs) so good. Yeah. So how do you usually market yourself? So I do in-person networking referrals. I've created my um, meetup group. Mm -hmm. I... Yeah, I think a lot of it is definitely networking. And then my Facebook ads, of course. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Who can yeah. forget the Facebook yeah, ads? Yeah, the Facebook ads. <laughs> no, then Facebook ads, like literally I find myself getting anxiety because there's just, there's so much th- to learn. They're always updating. And a lot of it is trial and error, of course. Oh, yeah. So you want to give yourself time and a budget to be flexible and see yeah. what's working. Yeah, it's definitely hard. And also like Google ads is like a whole other playing field. <laughs> I've not dabbled in it. I'm going to take it once. <laughs> Feeling overwhelmed. No. Yeah, no. Take your time with it. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of your future goals? Are you looking to expand or hire someone or whatever is going to happen? Um, You know what? My future goals... I know that I want to help a lot of women with their breakups. Okay. Like if you were to say, I want to help women completely get over their breakups worldwide. Like, no, that's not actually a goal of mine. A goal of mine is to help women like get the right resources for their breakup. I want to be able to talk to as many women as I can. Um, I know with a lot of life coaching models, you know, they will tell me and I've, had people tell me you know Nancy the best thing that you could do is you know work with fewer clients at a really high ticket price and to be honest many life coaches change the lives of the people they work with but I'd also much rather have conversations with lots of millennial women who could have benefited from just like one awesome power session 
And that literally is the reason why they get, that is the reason why they find the courage and strength to get over their ex or move to the next step in their breakup because Mm -hmm. of one conversation. So my model is really like intertwined with my goal to just be able to talk to every woman and help them get in a direction that they may otherwise not been able to without my help. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks. All right. So moving (laughs) on, we have a little bit of a more fun section now, now that the business stuff is over. (laughs) So these are like completely random questions just to get to know more of your personality. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Random question number one, what is your favorite comfort food? I'm so glad you didn't ask me what is my favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, you guys thought it would be fun. Uh, Oh my gosh, my favorite comfort food. Okay. Okay. It's a toughie. I don't know. I I have so many. I like all foods. (laughs) I'm. I'm not afraid to treat myself if I'm having like let's say a down day or I'm hungover. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm hungover, it is always Chinese food. Okay, yes. yeah, greasy Chinese food. Yeah, you gotta you gotta soak that stuff up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuck in your stomach lining, you need to drink <laughs> oil it out. <laughs> um but I've recently been like super, super into noodle box. Okay. I've been into Noodle Box for, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know Noodle Box. They've got three locations in Vancouver. Don't <laughs> They really should. Yeah. Um, but it's literally like Asian fusion food, and it's just, it's so on point. And I think, yeah, noodles and rice, like, they need to be had during Yeah, the- they need yes. to. <laughs> we were at Noodle Box, like, a yeah. couple months ago. It was, it yeah. Was- Really good. On, what was it, Camby or something? Yeah. Camby or me? And then, and yeah. then there was rosemary rock salt right beside yeah. it. The bagel. And then so we went to get a bagel. Oh, right. Literally right after we had noodles. Like, that was definitely, oh, like, a huge dirty dog. <laughs> whatever. You gotta do that. I don't know how, like, I'm the type of person, I don't, I can't get, like, two different types of cravings. Like, I can't have noodle box and then eat a bagel. That's what I'm <laughs> Like, you have quite the appetite because uh, my boyfriend and I just had Noodle Box. Um, We were day drinking, which is always a great thing to do. (laughs) But I was celebrating quite a bit, actually. So, and I had, like, not drank for weeks. So, I really let loose. And um, we ordered Noodle Box. And we, I fully said this. I said, one 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 order of noodle box is actually four bowls worth four full bowls worth of food really in like a tiny container so just even hearing you say like we got bagels after i'm like <laughs> how we ate the whole, we thing. Ate the whole <laughs> thing i don't know we were just really hungry that day we Yo, yolo <laughs> i love it i love it we have a passion for food yeah yeah that's a good passion let me tell you yeah <laughs> So how do you stay physically and mentally healthy? What are your favorite, I guess, exercises for that? Or, yeah, Um, routines. Okay. So my my fitness routine, like, fluctuates all the time. To be honest, I've been, like, brutal with it lately. But um, I always take time. Like, I'm a really huge walker. I walk like a New Yorker. 
Um, oh my gosh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's literally insane. Everybody's like, where do you have to be? And I'm like, well, you can like walk double time to get faster. They're like, Google Maps is 18 minutes. I'm like, challenge accepted. <laughs> so um, staying outside and like staying fresh, I think is really important with the change of scenery. Um, otherwise, I'm doing like, uh, I'll get into a craze of yoga, I'll get into a craze of spin class. I was going to the gym for a long time. Um, and I just like change it up all the time. I'm very seasonal with my workouts. Um, and then, you know, staying mentally, I'm very, very like into like keeping my mental health in check. Um, I don't know. I, I've definitely... I think this is such a tough question. Oh my God. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, I exercise my brain a little bit by watching, um, you know, anyone from let's say Tony Robbins having a, uh, doing a motivational speech to, mm -hmm. you know, reading about entrepreneurship and um, just like literally exercising my brain that way and making mm -hmm. sure that I'm always listening to a podcast or like just consistently keeping myself stimulated and curious mm -hmm. yeah well, that's good um next random question mm -hmm. what is your favorite beauty product oh damn <laughs> top 12 because like I'm the, I'm, I'm the type of person so when I do my makeup on a if I'm going to put makeup on, I'm always going to do the same routine. Mm -hmm. I go for like the natural fresh look. You guys are looking at me on camera. I decided to wear like purple eyeshadow today. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this lighting is really bad. So hopefully this looks like I have bruises. <laughs> it looks very natural. <laughs> I would say like concealer for sure is... Okay. A very, it's like super important. Are we going makeup only, or we're literally doing like full beauty? I don't know. I guess I'll open it up to full beauty, <laughs> makeup and skincare. I guess. Oh my god! Hold on. No, no, no. Oh my god! This is just, just such a hard. Just makeup, then. Just makeup. Just such a hard question. Like, I want to say, like, okay, primer, finishing powder, foundation, concealer. <laughs> yeah, like definitely blush with some bronzer highlighter like brow <laughs> I can't leave any of these bad boys out okay, top 12 top 12 okay top 16 <laughs> um just off everything yeah like everything in my makeup bag in my bathroom <laughs> um I think like concealer for sure because okay. if I didn't have concealer I wouldn't do anything else with my makeup okay True. yeah that's a good one yeah <laughs> I think eyebrow pencil. Yeah, I think for me is eyebrow. That's like key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, later. your brows are okay. Brows are so hot these days. Yes, they <laughs> but, are. Yeah, like I'm looking at both your brows, and you're doing it naturally. <laughs> Mine's, um, I'm nothing on right now. I'm like very oh natural. <laughs> okay, well there you go. But I'm not into like Cara Delevingne. Oh, like the like, like bushy, the bushy caterpillar yeah. type situation. If those are your brows naturally, then don't not have eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get yeah. what you mean. Like in the yeah, like 
Brows, I think, are so cute. My mom has been priming me about my eyebrows since the dawn of time. (laughs) So I've always had such an advanced way of looking at eyebrows. It's almost like absurd, but I, I now I just know I'm like, why would you do that to your brows? Like, have you no respect for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, I feel like my mom totally did that to me too. She was just so particular about my brows, like when I was at a very young age. Oh, I was never like that. And she all. always points <laughs> it out to me when I like draw my eyebrows like a little off or something, and then I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, why are you staring so closely? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm. I'm I'm hypersensitive. I'm hypersensitive about like doing my brows too. Um, I don't really think I need to do too too much, but I like to like color them in a bit. Yeah. But I'm not that good. Like you have to be a pro to do eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. They're the hardest. Yeah. It's fun though. Once you get it, you're like, oh man, like yeah, I'm good yeah. at that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm not at that level yet. <laughs> soon. soon. So our last section here mm-hmm. is just a lightning round. We have 10 this or that questions. We want you to answer as quickly as possible. Okay. And we will judge you. <laughs> I, I got no shame here. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Question number one, puzzles or board games? Puzzles. Dinner or brunch? Dinner. Netflix or going to the movies? Netflix. Heels or sneakers? Sneakers as blue. <laughs> Text message or call? Call. French or Spanish? French. Rain or snow? Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going rain. I'm going rain. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Froyo or ice cream? Froyo. Yeah. Yes. Very good. You survived. <laughs> Awesome. We are judging you on that rain or snow, though. <laughs> oh my god! Too. You want? What no, would you... I would. No, I was just yeah. like, why would you pick snow? Yeah, I don't know why, unless She's you're. Like, Wait, I thought I, p- I picked rain though. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. No, we're no just, but I was we're like, what was the hesitation? I was like, why would you? Because oh, <laughs> I'm Torontonian, and snow means Christmas in my head. Oh, okay. Like, so it's really hard. You can't if you take away snow, you don't have Christmas. Uh, like in my head, that's where I go. That makes sense. All right. <laughs> fine. Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find you online? Uh, hellobreakup.com. You can check me out. I'm on Pinterest, Instagram, Instagram as myself, Nancy Ruth Dean. We'll link everything below. Yeah, in the description. Mm-hmm. So make sure to check it out. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Nancy. I feel like we learned a lot about just like relationships and coaching and talking to I feel to better people. about dealing with someone going through heartbreak now. Yeah. Rather than forcing my ideals down their throat. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm so happy you guys brought me on here. It's like amazing to be here. Awesome. awesome. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, Glow Babes. Give us your five golden stars on iTunes and we'll be your best friends, I swear. And please share this episode with your babes that need some glow and will benefit from this. Thank you. Glow, glow.